You're listening to the Root and Stem Podcast, a podcast exploring issues and stories in STEAM education. In this episode, you'll be brought up to speed on the growing interest in competition coding events called hackathons. To do this, we invited junior software developer Tanner Bigcanoe, who helped organize the 2023 hackathon put on by us, Pingwonk. And perhaps most importantly, we brought together the winners, Callum and Aiden, to explain their winning project and share their thoughts on the importance of learning and applying coding and computer development skills. So what is a hackathon? Tanner explains. A hackathon is, I guess like the best way to describe it would be like a bunch of creative people coming together to like solve some problem. And in this case, we had a specific problem set out, but sometimes when you go to a hackathon, it's there's this area that you can try and create something for and another area and another area. And you kind of choose whichever you find most interesting to you. And then you work together with like a small team. Sometimes they're done alone, but usually it's with a team and you like cultivate those teamwork skills. And then you just blast through like whatever it is, 48 hours to like 72 hours of just, I, sometimes it's writing code and like you're building a project, but other times it's not even that in depth. And you're just like developing like a layout for what the solution would be to that problem. Once you like create that solution, it would be you'd have sometimes it's a judging panel. Usually it's a judging panel and you'd like present your solution to these judges and they would go through the rest of the projects as well. And then at the end, they have their own criteria that they go through. And if you got the best project, you get the, the prize at the end. We specifically wanted to look at using Amazon's Alexa speaker. And so that was kind of the voice technology. It's pretty cool because it's like, everybody's developing apps, everybody's developing websites, but there's like these really cool avenues of new technology that not a ton of people are developing for. And so in this case, instead of doing the typical, like introduce kids to, can you build an app? Can you build a website? Can you build a game? We thought, okay, what's like an innovative way to introduce them to something new and get them to develop a skill that like not a ton of people have. And so in this, it was them getting to like interact with the Alexa. So that's Amazon's smart speakers. So you can like speak back and forth. And they were just basically asked to build whatever they thought would be like incredibly useful to them or like fun to them or like whatever it was. But in some way, you just had to interact through voice technology. The winning project seemed to be favored by the judges due to its creativity. The creators Callum and Aiden introduced themselves and explained what it was that they developed. My name's Callum. I'm in grade six, going to grade seven. And for something I do in my spare time, I like to sit down. Sit down, maybe read a book. Um, I do jiu-jitsu and boxing. My name is Aiden. I'm in grade six, going into grade seven, and I love to code. It's my favorite thing to do. I do very much enjoy reading, too, like what Callum says. So at the hackathon, we're all creating Amazon Alexa skills. So... We went onto a program online, and we hooked it up with Amazon Alexa, and we made it all. We made all kinds of skills. Callum and I, we made an online scavenger hunt. So you'd ask the Alexa to play the game, and it would get you onto Scratch, the site where we coded another thing for it. After we did that, we had you do a little quiz, and if you answered it correctly you could go and get a word to say to the Alexa so you could unlock another thing. And it went like that for two rounds. So what you would ask is Alexa, play online scavenger hunt. And it would tell you the instructions. Uh, go to scratch, put in the name, click the thing. 
and it would get you into the quiz. With that, you would answer a question. Um, I think the first one was, what was the most expensive Alexa? And then you'd go back and it would tell you a word. I think the first word was butter. So you're finding random words no one would think of. Once you said it, it would give you, it'd make you go back and then put in another thing. Um, and when you got there, you got another little quiz. And, I, and that one was, what app did we create this with? And after that, it gave you another word. And once you said it, it would give you a choice of song and it would sing it. Like I said, we specifically made the project like you can use MIT App Inventor and you can use the Amazon Alexa. But we didn't say that you couldn't use other technologies and like integrate them into your project. And so it was really cool that they did was they both had like quite a bit of knowledge in Scratch, which is just like a MIT like coding. I'm sure everybody's heard of it. Um, but what they did was they built like a visual aspect to their audio project. So it was really cool because you could then the group would come over and they wouldn't just be like speaking to the this like the Alexa. They'd also see like visuals on the screen. And it was just like a really honestly, like it didn't just cover like voice technology. It was like pretty like universally interactive. I don't know. I forget what our specific criteria was that we set because we like I said, we set like five questions for the judges and then asked them to rate it on like a scale of one to five. And then they did it like independently, so they didn't really know. And then at the end, we just added up the scores and they were the winner. So it seemed just like across the board of what we asked for, which was like teamwork, creativity, um, like how fun is it was one of them, how useful, and then like the level, like polishness of their project, like how finished it was. And so like across those key areas, they were just like, I guess they were the best. See, we work together on most of it, but for my specialty is Callum did most most of the scratch coding and I did most of the actual coding with the Alexa. So he was making the quiz where you make the background, make sure you get the right answer, you get the code, you get the wrong answer, makes you redo it. And I was just doing pretty much a lot of typing. I actually knew a lot about scratch and I learned to that pingua. For me, it was the complete opposite. I started coding. First time I made a project in Scratch, I was six. My brother, Austin, he's really good at it, and he's been teaching me ever since the beginning. We both had a coding club in school that we started for Scratch, and the Pinwa camps helped, too. They were fun. I've been coding for a very long time. In Scratch, there's this one block that you use a lot when you're creating a text box, I forget what it's exactly called in Scratch, but it's something like Sprite says this, and then you type it in. So I use that a lot with this coding with the Alexa. So, for example, the second code was Fruit Snacks. So when receive Fruit Snacks, say, I'm going to sing a song, you get to pick which one with the um, block. I had to make the quiz page, and the skills I learned was if-then blocks. I used that a lot. If it was the right answer, it'd give you the code and go to the next like slide. Um, if not, it'd go to another slide and say wrong. Because you only have forty-eight hours, and in our case, it was even less. Like they had like two. They had a Friday afternoon, and then a full eight hours on Saturday, and then six hours on Sunday. So like just over fourteen hours to work together on it. Like you really have to be like crunching down on like we got to get this done, and then this done, and then this done. And it was really cool because as much as we gave them like a format of like, this is kind of how you should chunk it out. You did see a lot of teams like 
break it up. Like you're going to do to handle this aspect, you're going to handle this aspect and you're going to handle this aspect. And then we'll come together at the end to like really form this. And so those skills would directly apply to like any, like, I can't really think of any job that wouldn't, especially in this like tech or creative entrepreneurship aspect of like where that wouldn't benefit them. I'd want to be a brain surgeon and a good thing I could use the coding skill for is making something that would help like us like do to surgeries like a robot for example. I definitely want to use coding in my career. My brother, he's wanting to be a software developer and game developer and computer developer and I want to work for him and I'll also want to have my own computer shop where I build custom com- PCs, fix them, that kind of stuff. So I'd, yeah, I'd use coding a lot. There's some massive hackathons out there that are run and they have like, like it'll have Amazon as a partner or Google or like Spotify or whatever it is. And even if you're not like directly interacting with those companies, like you participating in a hackathon even just looks great on a resume that when you go to like a job and you're giving your interview or whatever, they're like, oh, you've been to a hackathon, like you've done some work, you know, project management, you know, development, you know how to work in a team. Like it just shows to people that you have the ability to just like hunker down, get work done and do it in like a collaborative way. I learned a lot on the actual MIT App Inventor app. I'd say it's a software that lets you make different things. You can make a phone app, I'm pretty sure. You can also make the Alexa skill. And it can work with anyone. If you know how to do Scratch or even the Minecraft coding, that can be incorporated into it because it's the same type of coding, block coding, just sort of like puzzle pieces. Put the puzzle pieces together to make the game. For many, competing in a timed environment tasked with something you're not 100% confident with can prove challenging. Tanner explains some of the common challenges and why feeling challenged is important always like there's a bit of a challenge with the technical aspect of like you're introducing them to in this case a new technology with the voice um some of them had never used an alexa before so that was something to get used to and then also the coding aspect but we were there to help them with that i would say another huge challenge was the teamwork a lot of these kids had never worked like sure in school you like maybe do some group work but it's like very structured on what you're going to be what the outcome is and like what you're designing And in this case, it's so open-ended that it's tough for a bunch of teams to like come together and like choose one idea and then develop that. And so being there and like seeing that, and I think like, honestly, that was like one of the biggest challenges, but also one of the biggest growth areas was from like the first day that you see them working together to the last day, like you can really see how much they've grown as a team and like those teamwork skills just cultivating over the weekend. As hard as it seems, once you get the basics down, it's easy, like. You can get through it very easily. You just need to get the basics down and you're fine. It's hard at first. And then once you get the basics down, it's easy. You can fly right through it. Don't worry. It's not a mass competition. Do what you want. Make sure that's creative. I guess like the biggest advice would just be to just jump into it. As like, I think like that's like the biggest obstacle for somebody getting into hackathon is like first not feeling like you have the skills to really like make something or be a part of a team and like be a significant part of a team. And what I've learned from hackathons and what we did in our hackathon was 
really making sure that like, just because you don't have skills in one area, doesn't mean that you're not like a super valuable asset or asset to your team. Like if you're not a great developer or like coder, maybe you have like great marketing or interpersonal skills, or you are like really good at organizing people and organizing time, or you're just a great leader. And there's so many skills that go into like really developing a project together that you should never feel like your skill set that you have isn't going to be a, a contributing part. And then, like I said, yeah, the advice of just jumping in, there's also the nerves of feeling like you're maybe just like not going to fit in or you're not going to make any friends or it's going to be like tough to find a team. But what we did was you just sign up for the hackathon. We're not going to, you can sign up with a team if you wanted to. Um, but at the same time, like we're going to put you into a team and we'll make sure that if that team doesn't fit for you, we can move you to another one. There's like lots of ways to like really move around and make sure that you just have like a great experience. And I think a lot of hackathons are like that as well. It's always tough when you're in the ad age group to like break out of your shell and just like relax and just have fun and make it a good environment. So what we did was we just brought them on the Friday and we just played games together, just hung out, got everybody to know each other. So there was like, you want like competition, obviously, but you want like still that like friendly, like wholesome hackathon vibe to it. And then by the end of it, it was nice because there were a lot of kids who had never met before, but they're all from the same area. And now they're like learning of kids in their area who are also super interested in things that they're interested in. Like they want to be creative. So we had like a few other groups who were working together, like the parents reached out to each other. And I think they were going to like set out, set out to like hang out and stuff like that. So they're making friends, like not just in the hackathon, but also like outside of it. After I did the hackathon, I realized just how much potential it has I, I still code with it all the time. We have our cousins up a lot, and they're very young. They're like two and four years old. So I made a skill that reads them a bedtime story. I went online and copied and pasted like 14 stories, and they can pick, pick which one they want every time they before bed. I realized after this could be something huge. For kids wanting to go into this, they could use this as an opportunity for them to get on the right path. I'd definitely do it again, and I'd definitely suggest it to others. Finally, I asked Aiden and Callan to stress the importance of learning coding and developing in school. Their outlook on the reality of the modern world surprised me. It was then that I realized that their awareness at a young age is a trait that they share with the rest of the next generation, which could be a key to their success. Success that was demonstrated at the 2023 Pingwa Hackathon. I would say and show that you can seriously step up how creative you are because with coding, you open up an entire new world online. You can make stuff, you can animate, you can show people things, you can make people happy. It's, always, it's a lot of fun and in my opinion, it's very important. It's the future. The future is like machinery, so robots making things, robots driving cars, take Tesla, for example, autopilot. You needed coding for that. If you want to do this, you need coding. That's why teachers need to teach it. For more knowledge and stories from STEAM professionals, check out the Root & Stem magazine at pingwa.com or more episodes of the Root & Stem podcast available to download on your streaming platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify.